Hi guys, welcome to another episode on today's podcast. We have an amazing guest in the show. Her name is Aisha. Aisha, can you introduce yourself to our listening audience today? Okay, thank you, Yuyun. Hi everyone, good evening. My name is Aisha. I'm an architectural designer, a fashion designer, and a 3D artist. Together, we've been a 3D fashion designer. Wow, that's a lot. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's really amazing. Wow, all these things, just one person. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, is it a lot? Doesn't seem like a lot for me, though. Uh, probably because you enjoy what you do? Um, most likely. I think I'll say um, that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, good evening, everyone. Pardon my manners. Bukola here. Welcome to the podcast again today. Yeah, I think they already know you. <laughs> of course, but just reintroducing myself in case, you know, for the new uh, listeners. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you, Bukola? Well, under the weather, but I'm fine. Yeah, sorry. Thank okay. you. So um, today's topic is going to be a juicy one. I hope it doesn't... Um, I don't get too much. So uh, the topic is staying afloat as a creative. And I think the rationale behind this is, you know how uh, things are evolving very fast now in the digital age where if you snooze, you lose. Because I remember one time when I was starting out my design career, I just woke up one day and I, and I saw that there's this new trend, UI UX designers all over and suddenly, Almost everybody said they are a UI UX designer. Then, um, and also uh, moving on to and uh, digital art. I mean, look at the metaverse now coming into play. Some people are telling started learning AR and VR design. It's, it's a whole lot of um, stuffs going on in the digital world. So we are going to talk about how you can actually stay afloat, like be up to date, be on the trend, um, as a creative. That's a very good topic, actually, because with the way everything is going on, if you are not if you are not trying to move in line with the digital world, you feel left behind by the time everything becomes so obvious. Because the metaverse is really, really, really something that is going to come, and definitely it has come to stay. Because I feel like presently, actually, we are in the metaverse, but we just don't know yet. Because exactly. most of us we spend we spend our times on the phone. Like we spend a lot of time on all social media platforms. I think that's already part of being in the metaverse, in my own opinion. Now talk about you just trying to have yourself in a what's it called? In a realm that is not even physical. I don't know if you've seen this movie, Ready Player One. I think that yeah, that movie it. tells a lot about the digital realm and everything in all. Like yeah. if you are not part of this movement, at the end of the day, you might end up being left out. Like being left out. Yes. Like left out already. <laughs> uh, so, can you tell us about your own creative journey? Let's have a background of how you started, why you started, and how the process has been so far. You know, growing your own creative business. Okay. So, I would say I've been a fashion designer for long. Like, I make clothes. That was even right like, before I gained admission into the university. So, the period where I was at home, I learned that. Then. I went to school to study architecture because I'm currently doing my master's in architecture. So how I got into the digital world was, how would I put the journey? 
it's not it's not something I never I thought about being into because just last year, you know the way the whole thing was. I was waiting for school to resume. Like there was COVID, there was as a strike. So when other schools had resumed, all federal universities, most of the students were at home. So I was at home. I was already getting frustrated, getting depressed because there's really nothing much to do. I don't sew so much because people aren't really going out. So they are not making clothes to go out. So I was practically at home for the jobless. So one day I was like, okay, fine. Let me just check online and see if I will see job opportunities online. Then I searched for interns in Ibadan on Twitter. So luckily for me, I found someone's page. He said he was looking for a remote intern. Then I went through his page. I saw some of his works and I was really, really amazed with what he does. So I sent him a DM. I told him like, I didn't even know what he was into was kind of something related to fashion of which I already had an idea about. So I just messaged him like, okay, well, I'm in Ibadan, like, and he said he was looking for an intern. So that was where I started from. He introduced me to Glow3D. I started learning Glow3D on my own. Obviously, I was I was excited I was going to learn something new because I was tired of staying at home. We managed staying at home from January to September. So when I found something new, I was so eager, I was super engrossed in it. Even though I was broke, I spent money, like I spent that time in trying to get the software because by the time you get to like 97%, it's a count of like plenty times, but still, I didn't relent. I got the software, I got videos from YouTube, I started learning, and from there, I improved on myself. I went on to learn um, that studio. That's where I get my characters from. And moving on, I'm currently using Blender too. And I found a way to integrate these works by using different softwares, actually. So I'll say it's been a great year of learning and I'm still learning. Yeah, that's a very interesting backstory, actually. You know, quite a number of us aren't actually doing what we um, basically learned from university. Just like you now, you, have, you did architecture, but you yeah, I think basic... that's Nigeria for you, actually. Is it, is it only like... Nigeria? I think it also, it also goes abroad also, like it happens abroad too. Yeah, but I think it's most common here because by the time you come out of university, obviously you are meant to get a job that is related to your field, but there's no job opportunity outside. Yeah. So, but do, do you think that university is then a waste? Because I, uh, people study five years of, of maybe a course, and then, then they come out and they're not even getting a job in that field. Rather, they just go to Skillshare and even pay like maybe $40 or something for premium um, premium classes and they learn within months. Because I know you, like you said now, you are, you're a self-taught designer, right? Just like me also, I was, a, I was self-taught. So what really do you think university education is actually really important in um, coming up as a creative or starting out your creative journey? Well, I'll say it, it, it is important because it, it kind of shapes your life in a way. Like it shapes the way you reason. Like it opens up your head to different things. For example, now I mentioned that I studied architecture. So the fact that I studied architecture, I know how to use some softwares for building designs. So when I was to learn clothes 3D for the clothes, it was easier for me to learn. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. So the background I had in architecture actually shaped my design thinking in a way. For example, now 
I have a collection I either have, I uploaded on my Instagram. They were inspired by the architecture of buildings, the shape of buildings. So I would say it is important to an extent. And obviously, we also have people that didn't go to school and they are making it out there. They are doing very well and fine. So I won't just say it's not important. It's important to an extent. Wait, 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 sorry. Let's even say you didn't study architecture in school. Maybe you studied some other course that isn't even design related. Do you think it yes. has shaped your, um, your thinking for learning and digital fashion? Well, you know, actually, I was it called. I have a basic knowledge in fashion before. So if I studied another course, then I'm to start this digital fashion. I might have issues with learning how to operate the subject to an extent. Because I won't like to you, I'm taking someone digital fashion presently. And the fellow is having issues. Like, even one of my students has gone, like, the person refused to show up again because it's not that easy for you to learn except if you have a basic idea in how to operate some of these things so i would say maybe it would be a bit difficult but not impossible mm. interesting so can you like tell us about your current how you're actually scaling up your your creative journey to like gain clients because there's no sense doing what you love without getting paid or getting recognized for you for it sorry so like how are you leveraging on social media or word of mouth or something to gain traction or gain clients for your business to grow okay so i have a profile of upwork i opened the what's it called i opened the profile early this year so i get some freelance jobs from upwork and presently i'm selling my i'm selling my designs as an nft so people can purchase and wear it matter metaverse because obviously I'm going into the metaverse, so I'm making gametes for the metaverse. And I also work with people that have designs in real life and they would like to make it into digital garments for the metaverse too. So that's how I'm making money from it. And I also fix it. Nice. See, you had mentioned the NFTs, because I, I don't know, I don't know. I woke up also on that day and I heard that I hear of NFTs all over and, and suddenly everybody started jumping on the trend. I've tried to read on it and I'm, I'm not sure I started to get the total hang of it because I saw as recently somebody sold a, a okay, so, so someone sold an imaginary art as an NFT. Okay. And I'm wondering, is this actually sustainable? Would this actually be a long term thing? Because how will you buy an imaginary art for $18,000? You can Google it if you think I'm online. So the, the, this guy tells, um, the artist tells the client that, okay, there's an imaginary sculpture here. Yeah? Okay. The, the, the sculpture is in my mind. The design is in my mind. But you know the funny thing? This guy actually gave the, the buyer a receipt that, okay, this is your proof that um, you bought it and this is for you. That kind of stuff. So I don't know if NFTs are, are coming to stay or they're actually sustainable in the market. Okay. So for me too, I'm pretty new in this space and the space moves very, very fast. So... I always kind of find it hard to catch up. I won't say I really, really know much about it because every day I'm also learning. So I'm always in spaces on Twitter and rooms in Clubhouse trying to learn and know more about it. But what I will say is that it is yet to stay. Definitely yet to stay. It's just like, because we are moving into the metaverse. People who start building their spaces in the metaverse, they will need some art to decorate their space. They will need designs for their space and they will need fit 
to wear in the space. I don't even understand what I'm trying to say. So I'll say it's yet to stay. And it's more like an asset, actually. Once you have your work in the blockchain, it's already an asset to whoever is buying it. And some people that buy, I'll say collectors, when collectors buy, some of them, it depends, some of them buy because they love art. So I feel it's just another way for, what's it called, for creatives to get more value for their works. That's basically what it is like to me. Creatives to get more value for their works. And collectors, some of them buy once it's, a bit some of them buy to flip to make profit and some of them buy because they really love what you are doing and they want to support you so i'll say it's yet to stay okay so can you like give like some of our listeners some like maybe um tips or how to actually leverage on nfts like how did you go about it like i don't know maybe the okay. website how i got into it because, okay, you know, I mentioned I did digital fashion. Yeah. So I started from there was there's a platform. I think I was part of the early, what's it called? I was, would I say I was part of the early starters for the platform? Not really sure about that, but they've already had some fashion items in the blockchain before. But I was able to join them. We started from the Telegram group before they had the tech, they moved to called Discord. So for any creative that is trying to get into NFT, they can easily go to Instagram, check for the Nigeria NFT, um, Nigeria NFT. They should search for their handle, and also on Twitter, they have a Discord group, they have a Telegram group in which you can easily go there. Then you can meet with anyone to put you through. So we also have onboarding sessions like every week. You come out there, you tell people what you do, and there are people out there ready to help you and make you get more value for your work. So they can easily go to the Instagram group and. Twitter, then from there they join the Telegram and Discord group. Yeah, you see, with this NFT stuff, uh, I've been seying like the designs are actually out of this world and some kind of crazy concepts. But some of us can actually do this kind of designs, or I don't know, is it like you can actually sell anything or any kind of creative work you're doing, like maybe content writing, copywriting, or something? There's music NFT, there's poem, there's photography. I can say you can literally sell anything as NFT. Once the collector sees the utility in whatever they are buying, then I think it should be fine. So a quick question. You know, in the beginning, you mentioned a couple of things that you do. Now, um, there was an episode of us where we talked about going with the trend, you know, and everything, staying afloat. But we creatives uh, these days with the way trends just come and phase out and um, everything seems to be fast-paced with social media, the rapid changes and everything. How do you balance it out knowing that you're in different industries of the creative business? How do you try not to fall out of the wagon, like when it comes to staying on top of your game and um, transcending into what is in vogue? Let me put it that way. Okay. I'll say, to be honest, I don't really bother myself so much with what's going on. Of course, you have to go with the trend, but you really don't have to put much pressure on yourself. You just have to be calm and keep doing your thing. Not too much pressure because one thing I have noticed about putting pressure on myself is I get tired of whatever I'm doing at the end of the day and then I just fade out. So I just keep calm and go at my own pace. I don't let the trend or whatever that is going on around just try to pull me in. 
I keep going at my own pace. So you want to say you don't have imposter syndromes that just make you feel overwhelmed and not want to work anymore or make, make you feel like you're not good enough? To be honest, initially, I always felt that way. When I first got into this business, I always felt that way. I'll see people's work and I'll be like, wow. You understand that kind of thing? Like, I'll be like, oh, well, like I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. But with time, I just have to tell myself, you are good enough. And anyone that finds your work okay, they'll definitely come to you because everyone is a creative on their own. So no matter what you do, you definitely find someone that likes what you are doing. Yeah, let, let me even chip in here because we all we all try to compare ourselves with people because we see their really good work. Forgetting that they actually started from somewhere too. If you actually scroll down the Instagram feed or their portfolio, if they show you their first portfolio, I'm sure it's probably worse than even your first design because... Uh, yeah, because yeah, I, I remember going through your feed, so I saw one of the first uh, designs. They were looking good, but as you actually progressed, even went better than way before, you see? So the thing is, I think creatives should enjoy the process. They shouldn't rush it. Don't don't get ahead of yourself. Just enjoy the process. Yeah, that's basically it, to be honest. Because they also started from somewhere. So you just go at your own pace. Because I remember one time I was comparing my work to works of an agency, then I was like, guy, are you are you all right? Because look at these guys. These guys are like a team of six, and you're just one man, you're solo premier. Come on, you can't be comparing yourself with this kind of people. So I think that just made me take a step back and just I just kept on doing what I was doing and started seeing like changes and um, growth in my business. So it's always like that. Enjoy the process. Yeah, exactly. Because even sometimes when I'm in school and like, you know, I told you I'm doing my master's. So when school work is getting overwhelming and I'm unable to, what's it called, to work and post and all, then I see other people posting their work. I'll be like, then I'll be like, oh, well, see your life, blah, blah. But with time, I just got to realize that everyone has what they are doing with their time. Of course, I'm also doing something else with my time. And that's the person's roadmap. My own roadmap is different from your own roadmap. So you just have to go with your own flow and do your thing, actually. I know a couple of a couple of people, myself included, included. I learned AutoCAD by watching YouTube and everything. I went to a design school, but you know, sometimes how do you filter information? Now, um, you know, okay, someone like a startup now, a young entrepreneur coming out, a creative wants to get knowledge, but can't afford to pay the premium to get it, but wants to improvise. Now, um, do you think it's safe to digest information from various platforms, even if they are not verified? Now, um, you know, different people have opinions on different things, right? Everybody's an expert in one field or the other. Now, there's this risk of um, getting, digesting the wrong information. Now, what do you think is in place in your own um, structure, your system that helps you filter uh, to get the right information? Because everywhere now, everybody's a motivational speaker, everybody's a professional, everybody's a So now, like, how do you, what do you have in place to help filter to get the right information, you know, when you're trying to get on by yourself being solo? Okay, when I try to get on, what exactly? When you're trying to improve on yourself, you know, like, you know, the initial question I asked you was um, how you integrate with the trends and everything going on on social media. Yeah. 
So now my question is in the same vein, like how do you get to filter to get the right information? You know, um, these trends also uh, impact the creative industry a whole lot. Yeah. Because you find that what people request for over time, the taste change. Yes, yes. The requirements change. Yeah. Now, how do you get to filter? You know, setting up a business, you have your values, you have your ideals, you have your target audience, right? Yes. Now, how do you get to filter to get the right information? Do you have to put, do you have like a list of checks? Like, okay, if this information fits this box, then I can digest it. So for that, I basically don't go out of what I do. For example, now, you didn't mention something about everyone going AR, VR, whatever. Now, that's a new trend because of the metaverse. Initially, that was not part of what I'm doing. But basically, of course, I'm an architect. And also, I'm also a digital fashion designer. So if I want to get to the, I can actually start building for the metaverse. And through that, I'll need to learn how to do VR. And also for the garments, I need to learn VR and AR. So I'm learning, I'm moving towards learning that. I think what you just need to do is any information you see online, try to read up for yourself. Check if it matches or goes in line with what you are doing. So you don't end up overwhelming yourself with too much work. That's basically what I think. Quite interesting. Is it it's safe to ask? So who are your target audience? Like my who target. are you targeting? Yeah. Okay, so my target audience are those interested in the metaverse, to be honest, for now, and the digital world. Mm, okay. So how, um, after the pandemic and everything, like this year, how has business been so far? Has um, because okay. a lot of businesses, because with uh, with the fluctuation in uh, the dollar rates, the economy, a lot of people are complaining. Uh, business this that. So how has been business post pandemic? Okay, I would say the business for digital fashion has actually been very okay because the demand for it went high after last year. Because you know, last year, of course, most fashion brands they could not do their normal fashion runway, they do even most mm-hmm. fashion brands that are trying to get into the digital fashion. I think Nike released something based on that. Same with Balenciaga, they even was it not Gucci? They also had what's it called? They had their own digital fashion. Um, sale which time sometimes this mm-hmm. year so everyone is just trying to move into it so everyone is trying to digitize their works so they can stay on the blockchain and of course remain on the blockchain business for it has been really really good mm-hmm. the demand is high unlike every other sector wow that's that's amazing so our advice for young creatives out there is try to niche down you know your audience because you see how there's these new trends coming up, and this, like I was saying, AR and VR design, there's UI UX design. If you know that, want to do, like maybe if you're a brand designer, stay there. You can actually explore, but it's actually very risky at this point to, um, you know, try everything because then, there and then you confuse yourself and confuse your audience because today you're posting. Maybe you're posting about brand design, you know, you're posting about UI UX, you know, you're posting about uh, maybe something else. So niche okay. down because you know, this is what this is what causes imposter syndrome, like trying to do so many things at once and not focusing on something. So, like you heard from Aisha, uh, what did you say, sir? 
just just stay and keep doing your thing. Exactly. Don't try jumping around. Yeah, exactly. Just stay and keep doing your thing. And if you feel like there's something new you want to learn, because there's actually nothing wrong in learning something new. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, guys, I guess it comes to an, to the end of this episode. I'm thinking we should make this a, a two-part episode. I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, yeah it's fine. All right. Thank you for coming to our um, talk show, um, Aisha. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Aisha, please tell the audience your Instagram page so they can actually go and get inspired and maybe start okay. their own. My Instagram page is a dot a-I-N-S-H-A. That's A dot Aisha. Yeah, we'll put it in the description box below, so be sure to check it out. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. And bye from my end. Bye. Bye, bye. bye. bye.